Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and today my guests are Paul Sandy, Brainerd City Engineer, and David Chansky, the Brainerd Community Development Director. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Yeah, thank, yeah, thanks for having us, Ken. Yeah, well, uh, we were just talking before we went on the air. It's been a, a year to deal with all this snow, hasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Just crazy out there. And uh, we were also talking about, you know, some people are saying this uh, past snowstorm falling on a Saturday night into Sunday. Well, that's better for commuters, but for the city, it actually costs more money then, doesn't it? Yeah, that's correct. When we um, when we have to get workers in on Saturdays and Sundays, it costs the city sub- uh, uh, substantially more to, um, you know, employ those guys on a weekend, especially Sundays. They're uh, double time. Although the guys do like working on Sundays because they don't have to deal with all of the traffic on Mondays and Tuesdays and days during the week. So mm-hmm. it does help in that respect, but it uh, does break the budget pretty fast. Yeah. Are, do we still have room to put all this snow is my next question. You know, our guys have been really working on uh, removing snow from the boulevards and trying to get site corners cleared out in uh, different areas of town, especially our higher-traveled routes, uh, Oak Street and uh, Kingwood Street, North Brainerd, things like that. But um, with so much of it falling and so frequently, we haven't been able to get to a lot of that because every time we get that opportunity, it snows again. So we're plowing the streets. So it's it's been a challenge. It's been a year where we're going to be uh, over budget on our snow removal, but, uh, you know, from a city standpoint, we just take it as it comes and, um, you know, try to provide the best service we can to the residents. Yeah. And David, before we went on the air, you said too, we need to remind residents that uh, clearing those sidewalks, that's important. Absolutely. You know, a lot of our our residents in the city, they they do walk from place to place. A lot of kids trying to get to and from the the bus stop and such. And just to remind residents that it is their responsibility to make sure that their sidewalk adjacent to their property is clear. And also um, from the fire department's point of view as well, talking for them, you know, making sure if you have a a fire hydrant that is located on your property, you're also giving that um, nice clearance as well. So if they do need to access it, they don't have to uh, dig that out because when it comes to a fire, time is um, can determine whether uh, whether their fire can be stopped or not. Right, right. All right. Well, uh, David, uh, first time on the show, let's have you talk a little bit about what you do, Community Development Director. And I know uh, usually when I hear that, I think of those five-year, ten-year <laughs> plans. Is that what we're talking about? Absolutely. So part of my job as the community development director is to implement the city's comprehensive plan, which, as you know, we are currently going through an update process. Yeah. Um, at this point in the process, the steering committee did meet again last week, um, and we are now officially in the kind of the goals and objectives stages, uh, policy development stages of the plan. So they're looking through um, different areas of the city, everything from transportation to housing to economic development, parks and recreation, looking at what do we want our city to look like, what are the goals we want to aim for in the next five to ten years. Yeah. Um, now, this uh, this plan, uh, it's kind of a uh, – it's dynamic, isn't it? I Absolutely. I mean, it's changing all the time. Yes. It, the the p- purpose of this is to be a living document. Yeah. So as we look forward, you know, in the – once it comes out and, and you'll see it, it's not going to be concrete of do this specific project but more broad saying we want to achieve this goal and all these – all the, everything we do 
is to achieve these specific goals. And then every uh, three to five years or so, we're going to go back and review and where are we, how are we progressing, has anything else happened within the community or the world at large that's going to affect these goals, and how do we want to adjust to um, meet those factors? Yeah. Some might ask, why is that so important? You know, I think the biggest important important of is, you know, with any kind of planning, if you have no goal to get to, you're just kind of going to be going wherever you go and, you know, it's constantly changing with as the wind blows. And with this project, um, with, this, with this plan, it really kind of gives, especially for myself and, and for the rest of us in the city, kind of, in a way, marching orders of this is the way we're going to go with everything we do from, um, you know, how we develop the city housing-wise, economic-wise, to you know, planning for streets, planning for law enforcement, um, you know, emergency services, and all those different aspects. Yeah. And did you say that the community input is uh, being looked for? Absolutely. So throughout the first probably about six months of this project, going from last summer to about Christmas of last year, um, the consultants were using and, and, the, and, the, and the committee went out and got a lot, a ton of community input, did a lot of different listening sessions. And I can tell you that from those sessions is that's where all our goals and objectives are coming. We, we, we list out, okay, what were the common, the most important themes that residents listed as things they're looking for in a vibrant community, and then implementing those things into all of those goals and objectives. Yeah, very interesting. Well, keep us posted as this uh, process continues. Uh, do you do you have kind of a deadline to get things done? If yes. You so our our goal is to um, right now is to have this plan um, adopted, implemented in the summer. Look in July, but could be August, September, depending on how kind of things develop and how and how well. Um, it goes. Part of the process is right now we're in that drafting stage. From there, once the pro- once the plan is drafted, it'll go before the planning commission for review, and then from there to the city council. Yeah, very interesting. All right, um, Paul. Last time we had you on, we were talking about construction projects for the spring, and uh, I-, I was thinking too as I was uh, driving uh, the other day. Uh, this winter is not kind to our roads at all, is it? No, certainly not. Uh, as we get these mornings where we start getting warmer during the day and then it freezes again at night, that really causes a lot of havoc to our streets. I'm starting to already see some potholes showing up. And uh, once all the snow melts, that's one of the first things our guys start doing is get the trucks out and get pothole patching and making sure um, you know we're not wrecking your cars on the, on the roads. So it is one thing that we do keep an eye on continuously throughout the year, but springtime obviously is the worst time. And, you know, um, if you do have a pothole or a concern about a street, you can certainly call our office and report that. Oh, and cool. we can get a, a staff member out there to fill that up for you. So, All right. Um, as we look to spring, uh, obviously you have some construction projects already on the, on the book, so to speak, and you're, you're anxious to get going. Again, weather needs to cooperate, doesn't it? Or do you adjust the schedule on the fly based on weather? You know, um, we usually shoot, you know, every year we kind of shoot for that May 15th timeline to get projects off and going. Um, if we have a Frost late, has to get yeah, out yeah. yeah if, we, if we have a late spring, generally, you know, that'll push us back a little bit. We try to adjust completion dates for work uh, based upon that. You know, if the contractor wasn't able to get started as soon as he could, We'll adjust our our dates with them, and you know through discussions with the contractor we have for the job. So um, it it does vary every year. You know, um, there's been springs where we've been starting construction in April, 
And then there's some that, you know, you're in June by the time you actually get on the ground and get the work uh, started. So, yeah. Uh, anything uh, that's uh, interesting that our listeners should know about that's coming up very soon? Yeah, so we have a couple of construction projects that have already been approved by the city council to go out to bids. Um, and there's also a few that are kind of coming up a little bit behind that'll be, um, you know, in the public hearing kind of phase and things like that. So uh, a couple construction projects in the northeast area of town um, on H Street and 10th Avenue Northeast. Those will be construction projects that'll just be new curb and gutter, uh, new streets. And then we also got funded for a Safe Routes to School project, which consists of sidewalk construction. Um, we went through a planning process back in uh, 2011, 2012, and uh, the, the, the process kind of came together with this plan um, of how to get students safely to and from school from their residence. And the major focus was in Northeast Brainerd. Um, there wasn't any sidewalks on that Garfield side of Mill Avenue. Mm. So um, we started implementing the plan in 2014, got the first uh, Safe Routes to School project constructed, which was sidewalks right around Garfield School. And then now we're kind of branching out more, uh, extending those existing sidewalks that we built in 2014 with this 2019 project, which there's um, – Approximately two miles of sidewalks we'll be adding in Northeast uh, to kind of connect oh, wow. that Washington Street up to uh, Memorial Park and Mill Avenue over to kind of that Rice Lake area where um, that's kind of bound by uh, right around Garfield. So the ultimate goal is to get sidewalks in place so um, a student could legitimately walk a block in each direction to reach a safe sidewalk to get them off of the street. Uh, you know, we see a lot of students walking to school using the street itself, which isn't a safe practice. Um, so these sidewalks should help with that. So it'll be a busy uh, time in Northeast Brainerd this summer, and we just asked uh, people to watch out for construction vehicles because some of the work isn't going to impact the street, but it'll be uh, on the shoulder, on the sidewalk, and uh, sure. it'll, it'll be a huge improvement in Northeast. And if all goes well, that'll be done in time for the school? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think our planned completion date is in August of uh, 2019. So it'll be uh, right there with planned opening of schools. So, All right. Yeah. Uh, a couple other construction projects to keep an eye out for. Um, we're still working through a, a process on Buffalo Hills Lane, and uh, that uh, will be going into probably public hearing within the next month or so um, to uh, get that project started and bid out. Uh, we are looking at a mill and overlay on College Drive. That's one of those um, streets we're starting to see potholing and things occur. Um, so we're going to go through a project on that, and um, we're anticipating maybe some night work on that one. So not hopefully uh, not impacting traffic as much as um, what we would expect on a normal daytime project. Yeah. So otherwise, we have a few uh, other maintenance projects that we do every year, some crack sealing and uh, seal coating, things like that, that, you know, kind of preserve our streets to uh, hopefully enhance the life cycle and, um, you know, get them pushed out to that 30-year 30, 30 life. So, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So my first uh, thought when you talk about night work, uh, does that cost more? You know, um, it really depends on who the contractor is, you okay. know, and if they have a, um, uh, a plant or an asphalt plant in the area, 
Um, for a mill and overlay like this, I wouldn't anticipate it would be too much extra. Yeah. Um, we, we might save that on traffic control and uh, things like that because if you have a project during the daytime where contractors consistently having to move traffic control, making sure the work zone is safe, that may not have to happen as much as night and they don't program as much risk uh, on a night project like that where you're not dealing with traffic. You're, you might deal with the occasional vehicle. And it's much easier for them to deal with one instead of fourteen, fifteen thousand. Sure. So, yeah. Um, and I was thinking College Drive too. Uh, amazing the traffic on on that street, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, we anticipated there would be a lot of traffic, but it seems to be continually growing every year. Um, it's uh, one of those corridors that's a, a great way to um, get access to Brainerd downtown. Um, and get across, you know, without using the 210 corridor, which you can get caught up by signals and things like that. Um, we do see some speeding on it in general. Um, we, we kind of, uh, I think the, the police department patrols that pretty heavily uh, because there are, you know, we see a lot of accidents because people don't realize the conditions, especially in the wintertime, maybe icy, and there's a few corners on it that may not be, you know, um, apparent to drivers that they're icy and they'll end up running into the fence that's in the middle of it. And sure. we do have a lot of damage every every winter that we have to take care of. So we just ask drivers to make sure when you're using that corridor, you know, it uh, just to slow your speeds down. It is a 30-mile-an-hour roadway just like any other street, um, and it seems that people use it at a, at a faster pace. So um, it is, you know, in the wintertime it can get a little slick. So I just just watch your speeds, especially in the springtime when – that freeze thaw overnight uh, might surprise you. So, yeah. very good. All right. Anything else that uh, we should be aware of from your department? Um, there's uh, on the news a few times. We've uh, we're planning a project right now on Northwest Fourth Street. Uh, we hi- hired Bolton and Mink, and this is over by the Civic Center. Uh, we've talked about this before, I think, on this program. Um, we're in the planning process right now. We might be seeing some surveyors and things out there. So just to be aware of uh, construction traffic on that corridor down by Jackson Street and the Civic Center uh, and make sure that um, you're aware of that uh, those surveyors or things that might be doing things out there. So um, that's just, um, we're planning a roundabout at Jackson and 4th Street, which is Riverside Drive. Oh, wow. And uh, an extension of a median from that intersection up to Washington Street to kind of help with traffic flow. When uh, is that anticipated to uh, actually start construction on that project? Right now, we're thinking of spring in 2020. So okay. if everything stays on track with um, scheduling, right-of-way acquisition, things like that, uh, it should be right on track for 2020. All right. Very good. Yep. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate being here. We're out of time. Always fun to hear what's going on in your departments, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again down the line. Sounds good, Ken. Thanks for being here. Yep, thank you. My guests today, Paul Sandys, Brainerd City Engineer, and David Chansky, who is the Community Development Director in the City of Brainerd. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus can be accessed anytime simply by going to our website at 1067wjjy.com.